Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, this time with our roundtable and our partner, NWVU, that's the National Women's Veterans United. October is Breast Cancer, Mental Health, National Disability, and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claymore, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And you have our familiar voice again, Rochelle Crump. She is our partner and U.S. Army veteran, founder, and president of the National Women's Veterans United. How are you doing, Rochelle? Can you hear us, Rochelle? Well, Robert, get her on, on the line. I'm going to introduce our next guest. She's an enlisted in the Army Reserve in 1975 and went into full-time active duty in 1985, serving the regular Army for four years. In 1990, she received her honorable discharge from the New Mexico Army National Guard with a service-connected disability. Though she left military service, she continued to serve our country and our veterans as a Chapter 14 member of the DAV and was honored with the DAV's Bonnie Anderson Award for Outstanding Service in 2014. This year, 2023, she was elected to lead the DAV. With us today is the newly elected National Commander for more than one million member DAV, Nancy G. Espinoza. How are you doing, Nancy? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing well. And I also want to acknowledge great. our Indiana Chapter 17 in Indiana. Bob Carnick has been with us for a long, long time. He's said great things about the DAV. He always you know, talks about some of the wonderful things you guys do. Tell us about the DAV, your mission, and also what is the DAV all about? Sure. Thank you for that. DAV has been in existence for over a century, and our mission is to empower veterans to lead high-quality lives with respect and dignity. And DAV does this in many ways. One of the ways is by having our professional advocates across the country work with veterans each and every day to obtain benefits they've earned. So by filing claims, encouraging them to go to the VA for medical assistance. We also fight for the interest of America's veterans on Capitol Hill. So we advocate for a lot of legislation, including the PACT Act that just recently passed. Hmm. Great. And, you know, thank you so much, Commander. Uh, We appreciate you, and we're very proud of you on behalf of the America's Heroes Group and the National Women Veterans United. Congratulations on your new and historic position as the commander of the Disabled American Veterans, known as DAV. Your election as the commander was timely for the National Hispanic Heritage Month as the first woman, Hispanic woman, in over a century, and also the second woman in over a century to take the leadership of the DAV as the commander. And as Sean noted, over one million members, we're very proud of you. And you know, we just want to say that you have a very important role as the leader one of the largest male-dominated veteran organizations across the nation. How does that feel, and what is the most important agenda for you from this appointment? 
Thank you for that, Rochelle. And I am honored to be the leader of DAV as the second woman to lead DAV in its history. My mission right now uh, is to empower all veterans to lead high-quality lives, like I said, especially women veterans. And one thing DAV has done over the last several years is to encourage women to come forward and get the benefits they need. If you look at our website at DAV.org, we have a special area for women veterans. DAV.org forward slash women hyphen veterans. In 2014, DAV created a comprehensive survey of what women face when they return from active duty or from deployments. So there were several recommendations in that report in 2014 to both veterans and the VA to encourage welcoming women into the VA hospitals, into clinics, realizing that women served as well and not to be treated as a man or be called Mr. or assume that we're the wife when we come to the VA. Mm. There was also another report in 2018 that DAV did, and that one was talking about what resources women need just in general, whether it's maternity care or uh, awareness for mammograms that women need each and every day. And having served in the military, women have a higher instance of these um, diseases or illnesses and preventive care is the main thing that we're looking at serving veterans, uh, making them aware of what's available to them. Now, in 2023, DAV is going to do another report on women veterans. This one is going to emphasize mental health and suicide prevention. So DAV has always had women veterans in their thoughts as needing coverage and benefits and all of the services that they earned. Hmm. Now, um, women are becoming the greater majority of veterans that have served. We're up to, you know, so we have quite a few women veterans. We're a growing population, and the VA needs to be welcoming to us as well as to provide the services specific to our gender. And maybe it's our size or something that we need specific to our uh, anatomy. So... But DAV is right there on the forefront with legislation. I'm sure you've heard of the Deborah Sampson Act that passed. Yes. um, Which gave VA the resources they needed to create the Women's Health Center. And they have someone that leads women's health throughout the um, VA system. So there have been many legislative things that have passed to benefit women. Ms. Espinoza, can you tell us us who Joe Delfino Espinoza was and what he meant to you? Sure. Joe Delfino Espinoza was my father. He was an Army veteran. All my life he was in the Army. He served 20 years. 
he joined in World War II, well, during World War II as a 19-year-old. He also worked with the Monuments Men and served in Germany for tours, but early on in his career, he guarded a painting that went back, a Leonardo da Vinci painting that went back to Poland after the Nazis had stolen it. He was my my guiding star, if you will, for what I would do later in my life, serving veterans. Realizing that my father died while he was in military service, and I see so many veterans struggle with health care, or maybe it's uh, they're a minority or women veterans that are underserved and underappreciated, and he was always the one that encouraged me to reach out and help, and that's what I've been doing most of my life with public service. Wow. And I continue that with DAV. Wow. And you have and a lot of family wonderful. members that join the DAV. Is that right? Yes. Um, two uncles. Um, my uncle Fred was a Marine veteran, served in World War II in Saipan, and he's the one that encouraged all of our family to join DAV. Hmm. So when I think of Uncle Fred and my Uncle Benny, who volunteered with the VA for more than 20 years doing military honors, part of the DAV transportation program, giving veterans rides to and from their medical appointments. And he served volunteering until he was in his 80s doing military honors for veterans. So that's those are the examples that I follow in my life. Wow. Tell us more about the benefits of the DAV for people that, that, are, that can benefit from the DAV. Why should people be a member? Sure. Now, um, people don't have to be a member to take advantage of our benefits advocates. They'll help any veteran free of cost to obtain benefits. So the main thing about becoming a member is to join our voice and join our force, both in providing uh benefits, claims to veterans. Um, A lot of people do that just on a volunteer basis. We train them um, and educate them on what forms are required. We also have a full-time staff of national benefits advocates in just about every, well, every state in the United States, for sure. And they review those claims to make sure they're correct and accurate. And our members have several advantages in uh, with DAV. Uh, number one, they are the first to learn about our advocacy, what laws we're working on passing. Every year we have um, policy goals that we encourage our veterans to discuss with their local legislators, senators, and representatives. Because as they say, all politics is local. So if we want to start something benefiting veterans, we can start that at the local level and then grow it all the way to our national politicians and encouraging them to support veterans' legislation. Hmm. Now, Rochelle, you yeah, started... And uh, thank you so okay. much. Um, you know, one of the things that I've always had concerns about were taking the claims how many or i don't i'm sure you know there are a lot of them but how many women veteran service 
officers do we have? I know that may come, you know, you're not maybe not sure for that. I don't know. But, you know, that's really important as we file claims and as they, you know, pour out all of those things that have harmed them and want to have that that touch of a woman pretty much a lot of times when they want to tell their stories or they want to tell what happened sure. to them mm-hmm. in order to get their VA benefits. And I know that here in Indiana, I'm in Illinois, but Indiana has been a great advocate for veterans. We've partnered with them several times for conferences, and they have just been one of the best uh, VAVs, I think, probably, you know, that are near you where you are. So mm-hmm. how do we ensure that those women, you know, get with those service officers pretty much that have what it takes for them to be able to talk to them and get out the information they need in order to get their claim. I understand that concern, Rochelle. Women that have been affected during their service with MST, military sexual trauma, may not want to work with a male service officer. The cadre of professional advocates, the full-time advocates that we have, there's more than 250 in the United States. And I would say the population of women is growing. The last Mm -hmm. meeting I went to, there were probably, oh, maybe a quarter were women. How, mm-hmm. And However, if there is not a woman advocate in your area, that can be transferred your case or you can work with the national service officer in a different area who is a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, DAV is not opposed to allowing a different officer work with you for the comfort of your claim, you know, your comfort in obtaining your benefits. So um, that can be done over the phone, over Zoom. There are many ways to accommodate women veterans. Now, here I'm in Utah, Mm -hmm. and we've had several women full-time national service officers. We do have volunteer chapter service officers, which is the local Mm -hmm. uh, benefits advocates, and they can work with the veterans as well. Um, But I would say what DAV does to accommodate and make women feel comfortable, the more women we get in there, the more uh, women will have the camaraderie they're looking for with their counterparts, their sisters in service, and Mm -hmm. not have to, you know, I mean, there's always going to be men because men are the majority of the military as in my lifetime, for sure. Yes. But we're Mm -hmm. growing and we're showing our influence and with, and I am just so proud to be the national commander right now because it's timely. It's time for us to show that national veteran service organizations are paying attention to women's needs and the women veterans. And they're the ones that we're encouraging to join DAV course. We're encouraging everyone of all ages and all services um, and all uh, wherever they served, right? Mm -hmm. So we want all veterans to join DAV so that we have a louder voice. Right now we're, like you said, over a million members. We also help more than a million 
veterans a year with their claims. Wow. So it's mm-hmm. not just our members, it's all veterans that we're serving. We also yes. have job fairs, both virtual and in-person, um, wow. where people can come and meet with employers that are looking for the skills that veterans bring to the table. Mm-hmm. When we're in the military, we learn to work as a team. We learn leadership. We learn yes. perseverance. You know, sometimes an employer wants a very dependable employee, and those are veterans. Um, it's also open to veteran spouses, whether it's a woman veteran or husband or a man veteran and his wife, they can all benefit from yes. our job fairs, and those are found at jobs.dav.org. Yeah. Now, we also have a Patriot Boot Camp um, a project where we hold Patriot Boot Camps for entrepreneurs, people that want to start their own company. Maybe they don't want to go to work for a, a corporation. You know, they're, they want to be their own boss now that they're out of the military. So both any veteran and their spouse can attend Patriot Boot Camp and be mentored by other entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs that have started their own companies, built them up. Uh, Robert Irvine, um, he's the chef that has participated in Patriot Boot Camp, and they get high-caliber mentors. So DAV offers a lot of benefits to veterans. Now, as members, it would be good if they would all join us to be a louder voice for veterans. We've got about 10 seconds left. Can you tell us how people can donate to the DAV? Go to DAV.org, and there is a menu option to help or I need help. Either way, but please Donate to DAV, join DAV, whatever you can do to help your fellow veterans. We're there, and we're welcoming to all people, all veterans. Thanks for your time, Rochelle Crump, U.S. Army veteran, founder and president of the National Women Veterans United, and also Nancy G. Espinosa, newly elected commander of the DAV. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you. And let us know if you come to Illinois. We'd really love to see you. I sure will, Rochelle. Thank you. Also Take special, care. Already. Great. Also, a special shout Bye-bye. out to Bob Carnegie from the DAV Chapter 17 in Indiana. America's Heroes Group. Yes. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.